Good morning, happy Sabbath church. All right, it's prayer time. So now is the time for us to, to give it to the Lord. Maybe you had a long week. Maybe you have a personal situation going on in your life. Maybe you're in need of something. Well, I just want to let you know God knows and he sees it, sees it all. So let's give it, give, it, give it up to God today. And if you want to come down to the altar and pray, you're more than welcome to come down. If you want to kneel at your seats, you can kneel. If you want to stand, you can stand. All right. Psalm 66 says, verse 18, that the Lord can't hear our prayers if there's iniquity in our hearts. So let's be sure to ask for forgiveness of our sins this morning. Thank you. 
Lord, Heavenly Father, creator of heaven and earth, we just thank you right now, Heavenly Father. Please forgive us of our sins, the known and the unknown. Any iniquity that may be in the crevices of our hearts, Heavenly Father, please cleanse us. Cleanse our minds, Holy Spirit. Creating us a new mind and a new heart so, so we can please you, Lord. But Lord, as we come together, Heavenly Father, your word says, where two or more are gathered in your name, you are there. Where we come to agreement on heaven and where we come to agreement down here on earth, you'll do it in heaven. So Lord, we just ask that you bless us, Heavenly Father. Bless those who are in need of a financing blessing. Bless those who are sick spiritually and physically, Heavenly Father. We're asking for a healing this morning, Heavenly Father. Please, Holy Spirit, thank you for being here first and foremost. But Lord, touch, touch us all, Heavenly Father, with your holy hands. Bless us with a fresh anointing of your Holy Spirit. Bless those who couldn't make it today. Heavenly Father, bless our families who, who, who haven't received your truth yet. But Lord, I say yet because I believe, Lord, that you will touch them. Lord, I just ask that you prepare us to be, be ready for the second coming of Jesus Christ, your son, Heavenly Father. But Lord, while we're here right now, Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless us with the strength to do your work, Heavenly Father, and your will, Heavenly Father. All of us here, Heavenly Father, bless us to be your disciples, Heavenly Father, and walk in your ways and, and spread your word and to do your will, Heavenly Father. Thank you once again, Lord. And as we end this prayer, we'll, we'll, we'll pray the prayer that you taught us in your word. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
Good afternoon. So good to see you today. Has anybody been blessed? You know, uh, this month, Eileen and I, uh, we celebrated our 40th anniversary together in marriage. And uh, I was, we were talking about this morning how blessed we've been. You know, we had a chance this year to, to go out on a vacation with our two children and their spouses and our four grandchildren to celebrate our 40th anniversary. And I tell you, that was like being in heaven, having the whole family at the table together. You know, I, I just can't imagine what heaven's going to be like. But God has been good to, to my family. And, and, you know, I praise him all the time. Uh, I, uh, I was uh, looking for Eileen because she thought she was going to try to get back in time to help me with this, this uh, offering. But I, I just want to remind you that if you put your faith in God, and more than that, just everything you believe in God, he will take care of you. And, and really, all you have to do is just look at the little things that he does for you every day. So many times we get caught up in the idea that we did something and we forget it really was God. And sometimes we get in the way of those extra blessings. And so I'd like to encourage you to remember what God has done for you and just give back a little bit to him. At this time, I ask the deacons and deaconess to stand as we pray for the offering. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be able to call upon your name one more time and for loving us so much that you gave your one and only son to come and live and die so that we could live with you for eternity. Father, as we collect, lift the offering today, we ask that you would bless those that are able to give and, and bless those that are not and draw us closer to you with all of our thoughts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
This is the moment that we have been waiting for. Our fellow members of Abundant Life, visiting members and guests. We have in the house today a man of God that delights in delivering the message that God has burdened on his heart. And we believe there's a message that God has given him today. Uh, he is uh, Pastor Marvin Clark, and he hails from the beautiful city of Toronto, Canada. In fact, the fourth largest city in North America. Uh, he is the pastor of the Toronto, the associate pastor of the Toronto West Seventh-day Adventist Church, um, specially assigned to youth, to pastor the youth. He has served as a chaplain, Bible teacher, and as youth pastor, and many other caps that he has, he, he wears. And we want you to know that uh, today we have a, a qualified speaker, not because of his uh, achievements academically, not because of uh, his voice, not because of his looks, not because of anything that he has. He comes under the power under the guidance of Romans chapter 8, verse 26, where the Holy Spirit speaks and he listens. And so we know that we have a word today because he is qualified by the Holy Spirit. And just after uh, the special music that will be delivered by Sister Shireen Sams, uh, who is a gifted um, musical artist, uh, one that God has so blessed to uh, sing all across the continental USA, uh, one who he has asked to be a minister of music for him. Right after uh, Shireen Sams delivers the word through song. The next voice that you will hear that will deliver the word through the spoken word will be that of Pastor Clark. Hear ye him. Good morning, church. Good morning, brothers and sisters. It is such a blessing to be here with you again. I, I remember the last time that I was here, it was with my dad. And um, uh, Pastor Madden, thank you. I, I really appreciate the invitation to come back, Dr. White, um, and her invitation to be here with you this morning. I feel so blessed to be here. This is not a church easily forgotten, I can tell you. Uh, last time when my dad and I were here, we just felt such warmth, such love here in this, in this house. And we're just so grateful to be a part of a family. Um, 
I want to share a song with you this morning that uh, holds special meaning for me. Um, it is a song that carried me through a very difficult period of time in my life um, after the loss of my mother uh, two and a half years ago. And um, it's not a song I usually sing. It's more of a song that I typically listen to for healing. But this morning, the Lord spoke to me and told me to share this song with you. I don't know what you're going through in your life. Many of you have broken hearts, broken spirits. Maybe you've lost a loved one yourself or a job or who knows. So many broken hearts this morning. And I want you to understand and know that there is someone who loves you and is there for you every day, every hour. He is always there. Always. And I hope this blesses you the way that it's blessed me. that he's 
always there. Let me see your hands this morning if you can testify with me. Amen. church can say amen. amen. I'd like to thank Sister Sam's for that reminder that he is indeed always there. You don't have to be quiet about it. I know there's someone in here that knows what I'm talking about because your week should have been, could have been, but God somehow, some way, took you from where you were and brought you to a better place. And so now you sit in church looking good. But if we were to get a peek at you in the week, you didn't look so calm, cool, and collective. You didn't look so cool, relaxed, situated. But the God we serve shows up right on time. And because of that, we are assured today, Sister Sams, we join with you. As quiet as we may be even now, he is indeed always there. Abundant life, it is good to be in the house of the Lord. And it's good to be with God's people. I bring you greetings from the Toronto, Ontario Conference, Seventh-day Adventist Church in Toronto, Canada, as well as the church, Toronto West, Seventh-day Adventist Church. We do pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ, even as far as Las Vegas, Nevada. And we believe that we're looking forward to that great day when we'll join hands on the sea of glass, singing that song that not everybody can sing, but that song that says we've been through something. I'd like to thank also your lead pastor, your senior pastor, Pastor Madden, for his kind words and his leadership of this great flock. Can we put our hands together for the man of God today? Amen. And we cannot forget his dear, beloved wife, Sister Madden. I don't know where you are, Sister Madden, but could you stand for just a moment wherever you are? She's in, praise the Lord, she's still at work. All right, will we bless her in the name of the Lord? Let's put our hands together for her. And of course, their beautiful daughter, Crystal. Today, I am here merely to share God's word with you. That is my desire, that is my prayer, and that is my plan. So I'm going to ask at this time, if you've been so kind, to allow your Bibles to accompany you to church. I invite you to rest on your feet. Let us honor God's word today. And I invite you to turn with me to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 12. We'll be reading through verses 5 through 17. 
Our desire today is that we will go to a familiar passage, an old text, and look for some fresh water. Acts chapter 12, verses 5 through 17. When you find it, please say amen. Amen. Praise God for the Bible scholars in abundant life today. And the word of God says to the people of God this in verse 5. So Peter was kept in prison. But the church was earnestly praying to God for him. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains. And a sentry stood guard at the entrance. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke coming up. Hello, somebody. And you got to make sure that when people see you, you are a walking testimony that you don't just say that God is good, but you look like God is good. That means you can't see someone in the morning who's your neighbor and not say good morning. I mean, I wouldn't want to come to church with you anyways. Invite me all you want. I ain't coming because you can't even say hi. You got co-workers that may not look like you, smell like you, dress like you, but you can't say hi. Now you want to invite me here? Nah, I'm good. You got to come to the place, friends, that realize that life is not all about us. It's about God in us. Not your agenda. Not my agenda. God's agenda. I know I might be coming here to push some buttons. But I'm telling you, church, thus saith the Lord, and that's it. We got to get to a place that we are understanding that God has positioned us where we are, not for our will and our desire, not because our money's nice or the house we got or the neighborhood we live in or the clothes we... We are positioned where we are because God puts you there to be a witness, to tell somebody else what God did for you, how he transformed your life, how you used to be an ex this, but now look at you today. You found a new life. The Bible says, the Bible says they tell her she's out of her mind. And then they go a little further, which means that they had a thought process. The Bible says they said, you're out of the mind. Then they said, it must be his angel. It is one thing if they stopped there. I would have said they spoke out of emotion. But they had a process. They tried to give an answer to their foolish answer. It must be an angel. But praise God. The Bible says Peter kept on knocking. And when they opened the door and saw him, catch this now, they were astonished. What? Now you help me to understand. You are praying for something. I mean, you're on your hands and knees laying prostrate. Oh God, please deliver me now. God delivers you, and you say, wow, how did this happen? You just prayed for it. 
That tells me, listen church, that tells me that some of us as Christians, including the preacher, we are merely about lip service. We say things but really don't mean it. We ask for things but don't expect it. How does God bless you when you don't even think the blessing can come from God? The Bible says, Peter kept on knocking. And when they opened it, it was, they were astonished. Verse 17, Peter motioned with his hand for them to be quiet and described how the Lord had brought him out of prison. Now that's it right there. That's it right there, friends. Catch it. This is the sweetest part of the text. Remember now, Peter breaks out of prison with the assistance of an angel. If we can go and backlog for real quick, we can remember that an angel came in, tried to wake him up with the sunlight, but Peter was too deep in sleep. Then finally, the angel had to knock him upside him, wake him up. And when he wakes him up, verse 6 between 7, he says to him, get up. And all of a sudden, the chains fell off his wrists. We fast forward. He makes him come out looking good, praise the name of the Lord, dressed for success. So if anybody's seen him on the street, he wouldn't look like someone that broke out of jail, but he'll look like a child of the king. The Bible says that as it fast forwards, we now find him making his way back to the house of Mary. And when he gets there, the Bible says that he is so excited that he's knocking down the door, beating down the door. And the servant girl, the non-church member, the person doesn't understand the whole doctrine system, doesn't understand the 2400-day prophecy. She sees them praying. And when she tells them, listen, what you've been praying for came through, they say, no, you crazy. And then they say to her, guess what? It really isn't him, it's an angel, but go back and do what you're doing. Finally now, the door is open, and the good thing is, he comes in, and you can see it. The Bible says they're astonished. That means they're overjoyed. You can imagine them yelling and screaming, he's here, he's here. And Peter says, hold up. The Bible says he tells them with his hand, hush, hush, hold up. And he explains to them, that Jesus broke me out. You see, the problem with some of us today, including this preacher, listen to me now. The problem with some of us today is that when God wants to break us out of our prison, financial, mental, social, spiritual, whatever the need is, when God wants to break us out, he is worried that some of us will take the praise for ourselves. The Bible says Peter has an opportunity. Look at it. Peter could have said, you should have seen me. I was in prison. They thought they had me, but I've been working out like heavy. And when they thought they could stop me, those prison guards, I gave them one of ooh, and I was out. And then you know about that, that whole first guard, second guard, iron gate? Listen, when they thought they can stop me, you should have seen me. I did this backflip. No, no, let's keep it real. You ever hear yourself testify about how you made it out of a trial? How who you knew? Or how many friends you got? Or how your money ain't funny and that's why you're able to pay for this or pay for that? Sometimes we come up with some elaborate stories. 
when really and truly at the end of the day, it was God and not you or me. All right. I'm going to close with this. It's football season and I enjoy football. One of my favorite quarterbacks is Peyton Manning. Don't hate, don't hate, don't hate. <laughs> don't hate, don't hate. Peyton Manning said something in an interview that blew my mind. Peyton Manning one day said that the reason why his success rate is so great is because, catch this now, he never throws the football at the receiver, but he throws the football at where the receiver should be. Okay. He doesn't throw the football at the receiver, but he throws the football at where the receiver is supposed to be. You see, I realize in life that sometimes when we're locked up in a situation and we believe that we're free and we're asking God to throw that ball, that blessing, I'm ready, God, throw it to me. I'm open, throw it to me. But God, being the quarterback of our lives, he realized that you are not really where you're supposed to be. And if I throw that blessing towards you, it's an oxymoron. It's a contradiction. It doesn't make sense. Because there's always a Rhoda watching. And if I'm Rhoda and I see that you ain't living right, but God's blessing you and blessing you and blessing you and blessing you. I start to wonder if God is really God. Now don't get me wrong. I understand in the context that, that it falls on the just and the unjust. I get it. But as God's people, if you know better, you got to do better. And so Peyton Manning says, I never throw the ball at where the receiver is, but where he's supposed to be. Because sometimes the enemy is waiting for you to catch that blessing, only to strip that blessing out of your hand. But God wants to make sure that when he throws you that football, that is defined as a blessing, that when you receive it, you got the open lane. To make it to the touchdown. And when you get there, you can celebrate like you're supposed to. But it's only when you're where God wants you to be. This afternoon, the sermon is really simple. You might be locked up, but God wants to look after you. If it is your desire today, you want to join this preacher. You want to say, preacher, I know what you're talking about. I've been there. I'm locked up. In a circumstance right now but I want to be looked after if that is your desire I want you to stand to your feet stand to your feet this may not be for everybody and that's all right but I want you to be true to God speaking to you if he's talking about you stand to your feet declare before the enemy and your friends that our God is an awesome God today as you stand every head is bowed and every eye is closed Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. I'm going to tell you why. Your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed because you're asking God, God, 
speak to me. If it's something that I need, if there's a transformation that needs to happen in my life, I might be okay, but I can be better. If it is me, oh God, begin that work in me now. That's why our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. And some of us are praying for someone else that's in here. Because we know we didn't just come to church for a good time. But we came to ask God to restore us. To rekindle a fire in us. To bless us so we can be better than we are. And so today, right now. If you feel God moving in your life and you want special prayer, you want the Lord to unlock you, break the shackles, to say to the demon, you thought you got me. You thought you had the best of me. But guess what? God ain't done with me. And your design for healing today, if it is your desire, just move out from the pews. Tell somebody, please don't try and stop me from my blessing. Step around them. Ask them, excuse me. Come down to the front. Let's pray and ask God to do something great in your life. You're coming. You're coming and you're coming by faith. Each step you're making, you're believing that God is going to do something marvelous. You're walking by faith, not by sight. You might have come to church today, not with the agenda to ask God to do something for you. But you know right now there's something that needs to be broken. There's something that needs to be healed. There's something that needs to stop in your life right now. And you are believing that 2015 can be better than 2014. But you got to move by faith. You're walking by faith right now. You're trusting God, not the preacher. Listen to me. You're trusting God. You're believing in his hand. You're believing in his hand. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. This afternoon, if there's someone here that is saying, Preacher, I need to make a decision by giving my life to Jesus Christ. And I probably need Bible study or I need to get baptized. If that is your desire, listen to me. If that is your desire that you want to have a transformed life, just raise your hand wherever you are. Bible study or baptism. Bible study or baptism. If that is you, just, just ask someone, excuse me, come forward a little closer if you can. Come forward a little closer. Please do not be worried. I want you to know no one in here can seal your decision for heaven but God and God alone. People can watch you. People can even murmur about you. But only God can save you. Who's coming? Who's coming? You had your hands up. Come a little closer, please. I want to hold your hand. Come a little closer. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. All right. We want to have a special prayer for you. We want to have a special prayer for you. We're going to pray even now. Heavenly Father, we believe that you are an awesome God. We thank you, Lord, for this simple word this afternoon. This reminder, oh God, that even if we are locked up, we can be looked after. That you are a God, oh God, that doesn't forget about us. But you come in the midst of our storms. And there's some even now, God, that can testify that you are an awesome God because this week was a trying week. This week was a troubled week. But Lord, we're here standing by faith, believing, oh God, that you are truly God above everything and the God of our lives, the Jehovah Jireh, the Jehovah Nisi. And we stand firm on the promises of God that who is greater then who is in me? Nobody, nobody, nobody. Because if God is for you, who can be against you? And we just say, thank you, Lord. 
bless your holy name. Hallelujah to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Because we believe by faith that chains even now are broken. That demonic spirits that we've been wrestling with are defeated in the name of Jesus. That you'll even begin, oh God, to provide healing for us, help for us, hope for us. And we say thank you, Jesus. Lord, we ask even now that those who have stepped forward by faith, that, Lord, you'll move in between their circumstance and you'll begin, oh God, to provide what help they need. We pray, Lord, for every man in here, every woman, every boy, and every girl, every department, every church member, every visitor. We ask, oh God, that you'll pour out your blessing. That you'll continue, O Lord, to do a great thing in this church. And that truly, O God, the abundance of your love will be felt, seen, heard, and experienced right here. And so, Lord, we say, have thine own way. For those who came forward saying, I want that Bible study or I want to be baptized, seal that decision in the name of Jesus Christ. This, O God, we pray in your matchless holy and sanctified name let all of god's delivering people say amen and amen again look to your neighbor and say indeed i'm looked after oh come on you gotta say it like you mean it say indeed i'm looked after god bless you abundant life Praise the Lord, everybody. Were you blessed by the word? We want to give praise and honor to God for the manservant, Pastor Clark, allowing the Lord to use him. Amen? Amen. When you are a preacher, it is, is, is a very, very, very sensitive thing because sometimes we could just allow ourselves to be ourselves, but I want to thank God for just uh, allowing Pastor Clark to come here today to bless us. Amen? Amen. Uh, shortly after uh, this the benediction, we're asking all young people. Now, young people is categorized from age 10 to 35. Young people, uh, members of this church, we're going to be meeting briefly in the overflow room here to my right, your left. And so we're just going to have you there briefly. And um, I don't want you to be, um, I don't want to be pretentious. But we are going to be uh, having a meeting with our dear pastor. This could be our youth pastor. This could be our youth pastor. And so we are asking to keep it in prayer. So immediately after, we're just going to have a meet and greet uh, with the young people. Amen? Amen? All right. Praise the Lord. Uh, today you have heard the word, and we have been blessed. Uh, we are not finished. After we uh, conclude here the service, 
We're asking all our visitors and our guests to meet us in the hall next door. We're going to be having um, lunch together. Now, I have, to, I have a few rules, right? Uh, members, let me see the members of this church. I'm asking you to be glorious hosts. You know, I'm asking you as um, the line is formed, let's not elbow a visitor out of the way, right? But as